Will Alexander Holtz actually be a better player going into the new year? And also, let's talk about Lindy Ruff and Dawson Mercer's contracts because Mercer says he wants to re-sign with the Devils. He doesn't see himself playing anywhere else. And Ruff is still in his original deal with the Devils. How is that possible? We have a lot to discuss in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elliott scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Dells Ryder for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential MIA member, Trey Matthews. Day one of training camp and day one of media day has concluded for the New Jersey Devils, and there are a few storylines that I want to discuss on today's episode. So the first and probably the most important one is Alexander Holtz and his overall improvement as a player, at least noticed by the Devils media. And then in the second segment, We'll talk about Lindy Ruff and his contract circumstance going into the new year and also beyond because this is just pure speculation on my end, but I think it's going to be up to Ruff to see how much longer he wants to remain head coach for the Devils organization. And then to close out today's episode, Dawson Mercer gave us some good news. He says that he wants to re-sign with New Jersey. He doesn't see himself playing with a different team. He says this team is like his home. And he wants to remain here. But until his name is signed on the dotted line, should we take his word for it? Once again, that'll be to close out today's episode. But let's talk about Alexander Holtz and his improvement. So what was the narrative going into training camp, preseason, and also the regular season for Holtz? It was that this is probably going to be his last year to show some sort of improvement or show that he could be a usable asset for the Devils moving forward because one of the issues for Holtz is that when he gets to the NHL level, his production is sometimes there, sometimes it's not. He's not really all that consistent, and it seems like he's a deer in headlights when it comes to the overall execution, at least when he's on the sheet of ice. It seems like he's relatively slower compared to some of his teammates, but if he's representing Sweden on a national scale, if he's playing in Utica – He's very productive, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Devils are latching hope for him to try to like develop into something special. But at the same time, the front office for both the Devils and the Comets had a serious sit-down discussion with Holtz during exit interviews saying, you got to step up, otherwise you're going to be benched this season, or worse comes to worse, he might be groomed for the trade market. So all eyes were on Alexander Holtz to see, like, Has he improved? Can he fit in with the devil system? So I'll give you guys my opinions on Holtz towards the end of this segment, but let's see what some of the devil's media personnel have been raving about Holtz because at one point he was trending on the X app. So Bill Spaulding of MSG put out eyes on all the combos, but particularly intrigued by that Meyer, Heischer, Holtz line. Amanda Stein also tweeted out, Holtz looks much leaner than in years past. Just watching him on the ice right now, and that's what's making his skating noticeably faster. He worked a ton last year with Devils skating coaches to improve his stride. 
day one, you could tell it's different. James Nichols also backed up Amanda and said that Holt is noticeably faster this fall. He also added to his own tweet by saying his edge work is equally as impressive too. So before I give my thoughts on Holtz, I just want to say that I'm glad that he's taking the initiative to try to approve upon his body so that way he can fit in a little better with the Devils system. That's a great first step, and hopefully he can build off it just a little bit more. And I'm glad that a lot of the Devils media is taking notice of his development because, once again, one of the biggest narratives going into this season is like, can Holtz finally just break through and be a serviceable player on the Devils roster. But here are my thoughts after day one of training camp, which is I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. Now, I'm not sure if this is a hot take or not, but once again, I'm glad that Holtz is taking the initiative to try to improve himself as a player. But I think we've seen this story pan out before because let's go back to last year during the Prospects Challenge because Alexander Holtz impressed during that span as well than going into preseason. Remember that short-lived H2O line that consisted of Hughes, Holt, and also Andre? That's why they were called H2O. I remember writing an article about that for Pucks and Pitchforks because they were performing somewhat well during preseason and seemed like they had good chemistry with one another. So I was like, okay, Andre is sort of like the veteran, so he can be like the glue piece on that line. Hughes is obviously the star player. Most of the points are going to generate off his stick. And then Holtz, maybe he can get his name into the Calder Trophy race because if he's paired alongside with a veteran like Andre and if he's with a superstar player like Jack, maybe that can bring out a lot of his overall capabilities and he can build up his stats a little bit more. But that H2O line, once again, very short-lived, mainly because Andre Pilat got injured uh, very early in the year, and then Holtz, he kind of slowed down at the beginning of the year. And to also add on to that, who scored the first goal of the season for the Devils? It was Holtz. So the point I'm just trying to make is that we've seen this story with Holtz before, which is he impresses during preseason, he impresses during like a, a, a prospects challenge, whatever the case might be but it just doesn't really pan out because last season, once again, I talked about the narrative going into it for Holtz, which was he sometimes looked like a deer in headlights. Sometimes he seemed a little bit slow. Now, as you guys recall, last month I talked with Ben Burnell of Daily Sentinel Sports. And I said, is it the system change for Holtz? Like what hinders his development? And he shared some light with me. He said, like, it's not the system. He says that Kevin Deneen, tries to run a similar system to the Devils organization, which is fast-paced, but he says it's the overall mistakes because for Holtz, if he makes a mistake in Utica, his leash is much longer compared to uh, his tenure with the Devils because if he makes a, a mistake under Ruff, Ruff is more likely to bench him. But for Deneen, if Holtz makes a mistake, he'll let him go and just give him a few more chances. So that's the thing for Holtz, which is, can he limit those mistakes? And even if he's not the fastest guy out there, can you try to make sure you're not a nuisance in the execution for your team? So that's my thing, which is my expectation for Holtz is that, and once again, I don't know if this is going to be considered a hot take or not, but consider this a preview for a future episode in which I make a few bold claims for Devils. Here's one of my bold claims for them, which is I think Holtz, will be better. In fact, there's no place for him to go but up 
But in terms of him being that truly impactful player, I think if we look back at the 2020 draft and who the devil selected in the first round, obviously you got Holtz, Dawson Mercer, Shakir Mukamadoulin. And I, I think people were projecting for Holtz to be the better player. But uh, fast forward to the present time, the better player of those three was Dawson Mercer. So I think uh, the player that people wanted Holtz to be, Dawson Mercer has already been that. And for Holtz, his role is going to be a lot different, which is his minutes aren't going to be as high. He's going to be a bomb six player. Most likely his line mates are going to be Eric Halla and Andre Palat. So can he make the most of that? So I think he's going to be a decent player. But in terms of him being that high caliber, impactful player, I think the, the Devils already found that in terms of uh, looking back at the first round draft. And that was Dawson Mercer. I'm not saying that Holtz is going to be a bad player, but for the time being and for the foreseeable future, I just see Mercer being that better player. So I think at this point for Holtz, he might just be being groomed for the trade market. Now, what would the circumstance be? What player would he potentially be traded for? And what teams would like be interested in his services? I don't really know. I'm not a psychic. I'm not a fortune teller. But that's my bold claim, which is Holtz will improve. I, I have no doubt in the back of my mind. But in terms of him being like a high caliber, impactful player, I just don't really see it. I see him being more of a solid asset, more of an X factor piece than maybe a perennial star player, similar to his draft buddy in Dawson Mercer. So that's what I think about Holtz. That's my expectation after day one of training camp. And I'm glad that people are taking notice of his improvement. But we've seen this story pan out before. So at least on my end, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Okay, let's talk about Lindy Ruff and his contract circumstance with the Devils. So shortly after the playoffs concluded and after exit interviews were also concluded, uh, general manager Tom Fitzgerald was quick to say that Lindy Ruff was going to be the go-to guy for the Devils and he was going to be back behind the bench. Well, uh, a few days turned into a few weeks, a few weeks turned into a few months, and we still hadn't heard anything about Lindy Ruff and what his contract was going to look like with the Devils. Now, we finally got an update. So according to Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, he tweeted out and said that, I'm told Ruff had an option year still left on his deal, which is why he's coaching now. But he and Devils GM Fitzgerald are working out a longer deal currently. James Nichols of New Jersey Hockey now added to that and said, told the same as Ryan Novozinski, Lindy Ruff exercised an option on his three-year contract he signed prior to the 2019-2020 season with the Devils. Therefore, he's operating under the same contract for a fourth year. So, I'm glad that was clarified because I was told that Ruff had signed a three-year deal with the Devils, but I, I was not aware, similar to a lot of people, of that option year. So it's still the same contract. He didn't sign a new deal, but he is at least the Devils head coach for this season. So I think it's, it's safe to say that it's been sort of a whirlwind for Lindy Ruff and his tenure as coach for the Devils. I remember doing an episode about this. Early on in the summer, he was a finalist for the Jack Adams Trophy. A lot of people at the beginning of the year were saying, fire Lindy. Then it transformed into, sorry, Lindy. And basically, uh, it's been a, a love-hate relationship between the Devil's Discourse 
and Lindy Ruff. So here are my thoughts on Lindy Ruff and his potential new deal with the Devils. I think, and this is just pure speculation on my end, it's really going to be up to Lindy if he wants to remain with the Devils, like short-term or long-term, because we do need to factor in that he did turn 63 back in February. So he's getting up there in age a little bit. He's one of the winningest coaches in NHL history. I'm sure he has his eyes set on trying to potentially win his first Stanley Cup as a head coach. And uh, once again, he's seen a lot of success as a head coach, but obviously he saw a bit more success early on in his coaching tenure. And I think as the NHL has developed a little bit more, rough style of coaching has, well, for, for lack of a better term, has gone out of style, but he was able to become more adaptable and he made it work with the Devils, which is why they had such a historic season. And a lot of credit needs to be given towards Ruff and his mindset and his execution as head coach. And I, I agree with Fitzgerald wholeheartedly. Ruff is the right man to have behind the bench for the Devils. And a lot of players during exit interviews spoke fondly of Ruff and they backed him up 100%. So I think at this point, it's just up to Ruff to see like what he wants to do with the Devils moving forward. Because once again, getting up there in age. So does he want to sign like maybe a two-year extension? Does he want to sign a five-year extension? He really has to just weigh his options a little bit more. And I think the big question is like, when will this Devils team be ready to be like a legitimate Stanley Cup team? So we already know that the Devils are going to be contenders. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. But at the same time, uh, the, I think the main question that a lot of people have, is this team ready to finally just call themselves Stanley Cup contenders? And I think they have the assets to do so, but it's just a matter of like how the rest of the league is going to fare to them because the Devils are no longer the underdogs going into the season. Teams are going to be gunning for them and it's going to make it all that much harder. But like I said, it's really up to Lindy Ruff and where his headspace is at. He's trying to, I think he's going to try to weigh his options, weigh his future, and then he'll go from there. But uh, if I had to make an educated guess, I'd say like if he was to sign an extension tomorrow, I'd say it'd be anywhere from two to three years, which is sort of like how I would compare Eric Hollis' contract, which is it's that happy median of just trying to see where this team can go because on the one hand, not too long, but at the same time, not too short. But as Tarek El-Bashir uh, stated on my show just last week, NHL contracts in terms of head coaches don't really last long in general. So uh, maybe that's just an irrelevant claim on my end. But I, I think that's what Ruff is just trying to do, which is he doesn't want to be here long term, but he doesn't want to be here uh, too short either. I think he's looking for that perfect window in which the Devils are truly ready to compete for a Stanley Cup, but could it be this year? Could it be next year? Could it be the year after? Once again, like I said in segment one, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a sidekick. So we'll see what happens. But I would love to have Lindy Ruff here for a longer period of time. And I think the players have responded really well to him. So who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Now, we're going to talk about Dawson Mercer and his contract situation momentarily. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about Jace Medical. So the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians, get ongoing care, 
from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. So here's the thing. Jace Medical is simple. Once again, you go online, fill out the form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you a peace of mind, so that way you are not just hoping that you can have access to medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. So save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And now I want you guys to make some extra money. So head over to FanDuel because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Once again, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com. And why don't you bet on some devil's money lines, props, and more? But please remember to do so responsibly. Okay, let's talk about Dawson Mercer to close out today's episode. So according to Mike Moriel of NHL.com, he tweeted out on the X app and said, Dawson Mercer, when asked about wanting to remain a devil, he becomes a restricted free agent after this season. He said, quote, I love it here. This is where I've been playing for two seasons, drafted by them. I call this home, and it's a really special spot to play. So here are my things for uh, when a player says, like, they want to remain here long-term or they want to re-sign a new contract. I want to believe Dawson Mercer. I really do. But at the same time, it's something similar to I said about Jesper Bratt and his contract case last season, which is Bratt was saying that he wanted to remain with the Devils organization Long term, he wanted to get a new deal worked out, but that took months to do. And he was eligible to sign a new contract on January 1st, but he didn't get it done until early on in the summer. So the one thing I just want to say is that I'm not trying to doubt Dawson Mercer, but for me, and it's the similar phrase I use in segment one, I take verbal agreements with a grain of salt. I want it to be officially official. So I'm waiting for Dawson Mercer to sign his name on the dotted line. And it's definitely one of the main talking points I've been discussing during the course of the offseason, which is the Devils, yes, they have a lot of players signed long-term. But at the same time, you got to factor in Dawson Mercer. You got to factor in Luke Hughes because they're definitely going to be needing some big extensions, especially Hughes, if he is going to become the big player that we are projecting for him to be. And Mercer is a really good player on the top six for the Devils. And he was definitely one of the catalysts that was driving the Devils engine during the months of January and also February. So I'm really excited to see what Dawson Mercer can do this upcoming year, but I'm just going to wait for him to sign on the dial line and, and make it officially official. So That's my thing. But at the same time, I don't want to be pessimistic. I don't want to end this episode on a lousy note. So let me give you guys my true expectations for Mercer and his contract situation. If it makes you guys feel any better, I personally believe that Mercer will sign an extension, but I'm just waiting for it to actually come into fruition. So once again, I have no doubt in the back of my mind, if I had to bet my bottom dollar 
I'd say Mercer is going to remain with the organization, but I'm just going to wait until the organization makes it official, until he makes it official, because we've seen this song and dance routine pan out before, particularly with Jesper Bratt. Now, I'm not trying to say that uh, Mercer and Bratt are the same uh, players in terms of contract mindset. I'm not going to like do too many speculation episodes, but if the Devils are able to re-sign Mercer at a reasonable date, then they're able to just like have a better sense of direction financially for their organization, and they can start to plan out some of those uh, holes that need to be filled in terms of finance. So that way you can re-sign Luke Hughes when that time comes. Or I think a big question that a lot of Devils fans are asking themselves is Tyler Toffoli going to remain with the Devils for the next few seasons, or is this just a one-year rental? Because Toffoli is going to be an unrestricted free agent, not a restricted free agent, an unrestricted free agent in 2024 now i know that's way down the line but once again if mercer is able to sign his extension at a reasonable date then the devils can try to like fill in those financial holes so that way they can potentially get to fully to re-sign with the devils on a multi-year deal same thing with luke hughes when his entry-level contract comes to an end so that's my thing and also fitzgerald did say during a press conference over the summer that his plan is to re-sign Toffoli to a multi-year deal. So at least in Fitzgerald's eyes, he doesn't see Toffoli as a rental. We'll see what happens, but let me know what you guys think. Do you think Holtz will be better this season? What are your expectations for him? And also give me your thoughts on Lindy Ruff and Dawson Mercer and their respective contracts going into this year. Here's your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Ask Ray's episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Hit up the show's X page at Locked on Devils and my personal X page at TreyMat4. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again, everybody.